God's mercy and peace be with you on this 17th Sunday after Pentecost through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I'd like to show you some numbers. In the 10 years that I've been here, how many people do you think I've baptized? Children and adults. How many do you think I've baptized? 70 people. In the last 10 years... How many adults and children do you think I've confirmed? 23, did I hear 125? No, not quite that many. Not all the same people as I baptized, right? Over these last 10 years, how many funerals do you think I've officiated? Now, if the number is 70, then there's some holy trifecta going on here that I can't explain. How many, how many funerals in 10 years? Yeah, close, huh? In my 10 years here, how many church members do you think I've encountered? You know, this is, this is everyone who, has, who is and has been a member of this church since June of 2009. Take a guess. Now, we all know that people... Come and go in the church all the time. It's a circulation of the saints in all churches that all churches experience. And, you know, people move away, they change churches, or they stop participating in the life of the church altogether. In the last 10 years, how many people out of the 468 do you think have either moved away, attend a different church now, or have just dropped out? 200, I heard something. 268. You know, you can group people into... You can play this numbers game all, all day long. You can, you can group people into different kinds of categories and, and add up the numbers, but here's one more number just for fun. Now, what might this number indicate? Weeks in a year, interesting, yeah. That's... This is how many people of our church participate in the worship life of the congregation every Sunday. That's how many people who, if they're not here, something's wrong. You know, they're either sick or in the hospital. Now, what could all this mean? I don't know. Well, here, here's what I get from it. Starting with this number, most of our Lutheran churches in Oregon have around this many members total. Out of that, there's probably less than a dozen who never miss a Sunday. So, this is pretty good for our church. Now, don't we believe everything could be better, though? Sure. The church could be bigger. More people should be believing in Jesus. We should be doing more. But look around and consider in a world where the devil is constantly working on the faithful, both weak and strong, to make them give up, give up hope in Jesus and fall back into the dark pit of unbelief. There are so many who hold on to Jesus and his word and promise of life and No doubt he holds on too. There's just no way by human means alone that so many people continue to participate here in the life of the church on some level, whether it's every now and then to multiple times a week. While all the time the devil is lying to every one of us that it's just not worth it anymore. It's just the same old thing. It doesn't really matter. You matter most, and so do what you feel you want to do. 
The church doesn't care. The minister's no good. God doesn't care anyway. And on and on the lies go. There's proof that God is at work and that the Spirit creates faith in your hearts and and many others to believe and respond in faith to what God has done in Jesus Christ. He's so generous directly and through his people, the church. I mean, by human means alone, my family and I would be compensated by just a pie or a casserole each week for my time. But by human means alone, our preschool would be just another business trying to make a buck. By human means alone, we'd be just another organization renting a space in a strip mall. But by some supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, people gather here as they have for over 140 years to cry out in worship, Oh Lord, how long? How long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry, violence and you will not save? You think that's what the people of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Fort Dodge are doing at worship today? Their pastor, Al Henderson, was robbed and beaten to death Tuesday night right outside the church while confirmation was getting ready inside. The pastor lay dead on the sidewalk. Apparently, no one inside could hear what was going on. Talk about a reason to give up. Where was God when pastor was being bludgeoned? How could God do this to the church? By human means alone, the people ought to sell the church property, go home, and forget all about it. And some probably will give up. But the people of St. Paul Lutheran and Fort Dodge, by the power of the Spirit, in faith and hope, are there right now, worshiping the God we all cry to, violence, and you will not save? Oh, how long the people of this congregation, including some of your ancestors, cried, How long, O Lord? God has written His law on our hearts. It's a living and active law that compels us to cry out violence. It's the law that brings us to faith, to face to face with God's judgment, even when it has a harsh word to say about our own action and inaction. But there's another action of God at work, his love for us. And there's still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end, and it does not lie. We cry out, and God answers. Because God promises to answer. And his answer is, the future is in his hands. And thanks be to him for that. Because by human means alone we would have fallen into complete and utter destruction. God's answer to our suffering is always hope. And if it seems hopeless, then wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Your future, our future is secure. Even if today and tomorrow seems unbearably out of control. It takes faith to cry out to the Lord in times of distress, and it takes faith to trust that he will answer. By human means alone, faith would wither in an instant. I mean, we wouldn't even have it in the first place. But faith is a gift of God from the Holy Spirit. Even 
faith the size of a mustard seed. So don't lose hope in Jesus. Don't believe Satan's lie that you don't need the church to believe in Jesus. It was the church in which you were baptized. And through the church, you were nourished and fed by God through his word. And his supper. And his people, too. Yes, his imperfect people. It was Jesus who started the church and unites us in and through it. So here's one, one more number for you, or a couple of numbers. What do you suppose this number means? Yep. That's the minimum number of people it takes to make a Christian congregation. A church. What a beautiful thing that in such a crazy world of violence, hatred, and perversion... Two, three people hear that God so loved the world, He sent His only Son into the world to, to live, die, and rise again to forgive sin and give them and all people life that lasts forever. If only two or three people trust in that promise, their feet, their faith, even as small as a mustard seed, can do a lot for others that they might hear too and also believe. How much more should we rejoice then that there's way more than three of us here on any Sunday with faith the size of mustard seeds to the size of palm tree seeds, which I hear can get up to a foot in length and 40 pounds in weight. It's funny how Jesus doesn't make that comparison. Perhaps he just focuses on the mustard seed so that we can get hope that even the smallest of faith can do wonders. It's all a gift that saves and gives life in a world that's always trying to take life away. In two weeks, the number of baptisms I've done here will be 71. 71, that's right. So we'll rejoice with the angels in heaven that one more person is saved and added to God's family. Just like the day you and I were baptized. And the church rejoiced that one more out of the multitudes of unbelievers in the world was saved and added to the, to the family of God. It's, it's not just a numbers game. The numbers signify people, real living people, you and me too, created by God to know His Son Jesus and to make Him known by the gift of, the, of faith in the Holy Spirit. The righteous shall live by faith, That's what Habakkuk says. We don't always feel righteous. In fact, we often feel the dirt of sin, even though it's been washed away in our baptism. It's like when you have something in your eyeball, right? You know, it could be a a tiny speck of sand, but it, it feels like a boulder in there. The remnant of sin which remains in us, even after baptism, can it can feel the same. The power of Jesus to forgive sin and save is more powerful, though, than that speck of dirt in us, even though that speck can feel like a mud pit. By human means alone, we'd have to pay for our sins with our life. But there's one human who's done that for us, Jesus Christ. Because he's also true God, we are made righteous by his blood, shed on the cross for the forgiveness of our sin, and that's a promise made by him to you. And me. So don't lose hope in it. Yeah? Don't lose hope in Him. 
He's got you in His hands. Wait for the day when Jesus will surely come to take us home. He will not delay. He will do it. Amen.